guys, my name is Cindy Burdett and I'm the CEO co-founder of Allcare. Welcome to Back to Square One. This is the podcast where we talk about practical business tips and insights to help you become better entrepreneurs. In today's episode, we welcome Mr. Rafa Rodrigo and Chef Patrick Go to talk about how to make it big in the F&B industry. Okay, welcome to the podcast, Chef Pat, Rafa. Hey, hello. Thanks for making time. So today, we're just going to talk about maybe a lot of your experiences as F&B entrepreneurs. And hopefully, by the end of the show, uh, you can invite our speakers to really get into the F&B space, giving them tips and insights, how to make it like you guys did. So first question, Siguro. Um, so Rafa, you're involved with your local champion, Beso Beso, Black Scoop. All of these other businesses, and then Pat, and together with uh, Rafa, you have Gochugam, Gochuron, and then Papi Pares, Badabing, and then for yourself, you have Dandan, like so many F&B <laughs> concepts, right? Um, maybe tell us, guys, how did you become, like, why did you get into entrepreneurship? What was the inspiration behind that? Well, to me, I just, re- well, I took up culinary arts, and then... Um, Doing my OJT in a hotel, I realized I didn't want to be an employee. <laughs> so, I yeah, that's what actually gave me the, I guess, the idea to pursue entrepreneurship. Got it, yeah. got it. Yeah. Go ahead. For me, naman, like, mahilig talaga ako mine before. Like, I was a, <laughs> I was a big kid before. So, parang, I took culinary uh after working in a bank for a year bank wow yeah, worked in a, in video for one year muna and then i studied culinary and then parang going ko na lang siyang career and then mm-hmm. yeah 12 years after dito pa rin ako. cool cool <laughs> okay okay and was there any particular reason that you got into fnb so i know you were a banker and then yes. became a chef no you went to school Rafa, you also attended culinary school. Yeah, I, I've always liked cooking. I've loved food ever since. So, yeah, I started cooking when I was like six, maybe. Wow, and okay. Yeah, okay. So, outside of your natural love for food, was there any other reason na food yung pinasok yung business? Or did you guys invest in other businesses prior to going into food? With me, I initially, I've always wanted to get into F&B. It's just that, Early on, I realized it's not really. Uh, well, the barrier of entry was a little bit higher than I expected, so I did other things prior to getting into F and B. Got it. Got I saved it. up a little bit more, and then I went. Got it. Got it. So when we say barrier to entry, hindi siya ganun kabilis pasukan, tama ba? I I I guess for me, since I wanted to get into F and B as a restaurant, not just as a stall or whatever, so. That's why the barrier was a little bit higher. But yeah, of course, you can start off with, you know, very little, run it out mm-hmm. of your house and stuff. It's just that, yeah, I really wanted to invest in a restaurant first. Got it, got it. Ikaw, Chef. Well, ako talaga, as in, food talaga, like, culinary, talaga yung long-term goal. Well, after ko mag-work sa, ano, sa corporate, yun, parang, yun na yung long-term goal ko, like, to conquer the F&B scene. Until the day I die. Conquer. Big word. Pass the conquer. <laughs> okay. We are going to remember that conquering oh, statement. Nice. Okay, of okay. course. Okay, so you guys have always loved food. Yep. Have always dreamed about going into the food business. Um, yung concepts nyo, I notice are quite varied. Mm-hmm. 
a lot of it have Asian inspiration, but like, medyo iba-iba siya. Like, mm-hmm. how do you decide what type of cuisine or F&B business to really get into? Well, for well for me, um, usually we start kasi uh, kaya yung hilig talaga namin kainin. Like, yeah. Generally, like kami ni Rafa, like we, uh, we did Asian trips already. Uh, heavily influenced ng like Asian cuisine talaga. Like pag kahit kami kumakain kami sa labas, like majority talaga Asian. Yeah. I guess it's our palate, you know, we're very Filipino in terms of what we like to eat. True. A lot so of Asian. our places <laughs> are adjusted for the Filipino palate. Okay. Sometimes the Filipino people don't really like it as authentic, you know, right, like, right, you know, right, right, right. spaghetti is a big example, <laughs> diba? <laughs> so, uh, even the hot dog is a, uh, no. Shout out Jolly Spaghetti. Yeah. So, <laughs> the <can of> man. <laughs> so that's why we adjust. True, true. So, but of course, all of the uh, variations come from the very authentic recipes. Got it, got it. Okay. Um, when when you decide to get into an F&B business, let's say, okay, Asian because that's our pal- palette, do you do customer research? Like, do you ask people around? Do you uh, do, like, taste test of competitors? Like, how do you get that started? Yes, of course. Um, well, first, depends also on the location and your target location then, kasi. Ah, um, the location yeah. could dictate uh, anong yeah, cuisine. Yes, okay, yes. okay. I think that's one, one way to... Yeah, it's a big factor. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, we try to do market research also. Um, yeah, yeah, we do a lot of food tasting also. Uh, of somebody yeah. else's food? Yes. You have to have a bar in it. Okay. Yeah, a okay. bar. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. Got it, got it. And then, so for for the concepts that you pursued, meron ba yung origin story? Like, how did you guys start? I think a lot of our listeners, uh, in the back of their minds, have a lot of business ideas. Pero one of the major things is like capital. So when we talk about business, I need money. Any ideas or like maybe your own stories? How did you guys start raising? How much capital did you need to raise? Was it big, small? Uh, well. For me, like that's my my main issue before, right? I right. graduated culinary arts. I didn't have money, so I ended up in the events business first. First, that's how I that that became my cash cow before I got into the FNBC. Yeah, so I, that's how I raised. But now, um, I think a good example for us would be. Um, Papi Paris, we're running it as a cloud concept. Mm-hmm. It's, I guess, saving up its own money until it funds itself to become an actual staller. Cloud because you guys run Gochugang already. Yes. Yeah, so, so parang experimental. And yeah, fun. so Papi is under Gochugang or mm-hmm. is being ran out of uh, Gochugang. Uh, understood, yeah. understood. Yeah. For you, Chef Pat, like, uh, I know you didn't go into events. You were a banker. Mm-hmm. Knowing our banking industry is probably not swimming in money. So, <laughs> so, I agree. So, what was your first concept? Mo? Like, how did you find people to invest in that if you did raise? Or was it all out of your own pocket? Yung, well, your first venture, ko, like, first solo venture, um, it was the, the concept was passed on to me because mm. that was Black Sheep Manila and then that's where I met Rafa 
Yeah. Um, but we conceptualized a specific concept for that ano, restaurant. Like, lahat naman kami. Um, aside from that, uh, my, I have an online business kasi now. Um, I funded it myself. Pero I started with, what? 10,000 pesos. I saved, like, blah, nagtabi lang ako 10,000 pesos. I tried for one weekend. Lahat ng revenue noon, pinaikot ko lang. And then, a year after, tuloy-tuloy pa rin siya. So, oh, even good. as small as that. Gets, yeah. gets, gets, gets. So, small starting yeah. capital. 10,000 pesos. Parang marami namang ways to, to yeah. another. Got it, got it. Okay, so, I think, to my next question kasi, what's a practical way to start in the F&B space? I guess, Rafa has a different entry yeah. into it versus Chef. No? Yeah. So, for Chef, like he mentioned, 10,000 weekend. But prior to that, you were part of Black Sheep already. Yes, yes, a standalone restaurant. Got it, got it. Yes, How yes. did you get into Black Sheep? Uh, well, um, the the first Black Sheep, uh, the partners approached me because to handle the 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 next business, ah, uh, the new the new store na. So, yon nagpropose ako sila ng concept, food tasting lang sa kanila ganyan. And then, yon uh, tuloy-tuloy na siya. Got and it, then, got it. yan, we branched out into different ano na, uh, F&B businesses na after that. Got it. So, pag, uh, kasi pag, I guess if you have a culinary degree or at least yeah. a background in that, uh, many different ways, like for Rafa, you invested yeah. in the yeah. F&B space, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. And so, how was it like for you, your first venture? Well, mom, I was pretty lucky with my first F&B venture in terms of a restaurant. So... Um, it was your local until now your local is still up and running I think it's been like what seven, seven years. years yeah seven <laughs> or eight years and it's still doing pretty okay considering I love the food in, in thank you I actually, Salmon Dunbury mm-hmm. what's up yeah so we're actually in the process of revamping and working ah, on cool. yeah. Um, yeah but yeah I actually did like stalls prior like ah. just to exercise you know i did like those show my stalls and stuff well i was young so you know wanted a, like steady cash flow but that didn't end well <laughs> Baka, are you eating your own supply <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that was the bad part about it it was definitely charged to experience got it got it okay so let's say in a in a way um when your ventures were starting, they were not as pretty as they seem to be now, I'm sure. Like, what was it like at the beginning of your ventures? Both the, maybe the stalls, like what happened there? And even for the bigger, I guess, food businesses, the restaurants, um, was, what was that like? Well, for us together, our first project together, that ended up in shambles. Yeah, <laughs> Black Sheep ended up happened. in, yeah. Mm-hmm going i guess haywire yeah um, fortunately naman after that a lot of opportunities okay came for yeah. for us got it i um, mean um it, it wasn't really like a specific problem it just it was a whole mm-hmm. chain of events. <laughs> yeah events got it, True. got it got it i guess it wasn't really the the right time for that also yep. like um we were doing when we started doing well Poblacion just started booming. Yes, and then, yes, yeah. Yes, so yes, that yes. we were, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Cool. So, Poblacion, uh, and I, I suppose you guys were not in Poblacion. So, yeah. medyo. At still that part time, of Makati. Yeah. But 
in a different side. side. On the yeah. other side of Makati. Medyo malayo siya sa yeah. And ano, parang the boom of the poblacion took away foot traffic from, from, yeah, the, from where the you were. Yeah, area. Understood, yep. understood. So, I mean, we weren't the only ones who were affa- affected by that. Like, uh, Black, yeah, 2020 Black Market Black was Market. also headed ah, by right, 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 yeah, right. That area. I I I have been to those yeah, ano, restaurants and I can I can understand what happened yeah, there. So and I'm sure this was not just financially problematic. Did you guys feel like a level of pressure and anxiety? Na oh shucks, it's not working out. What should we definitely do? definitely? This is like I would say black sheep and tunnel, where like probably it would still be ranked. I guess. I don't know, equity-wise, more expensive than a lot of our current projects. So that was a fairly expensive deal that didn't work out. Got it, got it, understood. Okay, and so how did you guys find the confidence to say, all right, that was shambles, Yeah. And but we need to do it again? Like, where did that inspiration come from? Okay, my thing is pretty long, so I would let that go That for me, naman... Well, actually, after that, we took a small break kasi. After that. As Banker ulit, niskin. Then, you know. Pero, I got back, I took up uh, consultations, like restaurant consultations. So, parang after that, I saw na parang may, may demand pa rin talaga. Uh, you know, to, to make new concepts. Kahit super competitive. Ah, then, got it. Yeah, then we, we, we talked, talked, and yeah. then we met other people, and then, yeah, so tuloy-tuloy na talaga siya. For me, I mean, it's not just about that failure, you know, but like in general, when I look at business itself, whenever I fail at something, um, I tend to just pick myself up and then restart all over again with whatever it is I would want to pursue after. It's like, it's pointless if you, you know, you sulk and you, you're like, yeah, you, you should feel bad, you should learn from it, but if you don't, you know, pick yourself up as fast as you can, then you're just wasting time, right? And that's why to me right after, like I kept on bugging Pat that we should just <laughs> let's go, bro, let's restart. It's pointless if everyone's still gonna keep on eating, so might as well do it now. Right, right. After that, actually, parang sobrang dami namin naisip na concept. As in sobrang daming concept. Until now, until yeah. now, nandun pa rin siya. Naka-back up pa rin. That's so cool though. I mean, diba, there's this, uh, if you're a hooper, right? And yeah. if you take shots and then... You end practice on a miss. Like everybody's yeah. like, you do not yeah, do you that do not end on, on a miss, miss yeah. right? You have to end on a on a make. Mm-hmm. And I guess for your businesses, at least yeah. personally, that's how you view it. Depending, quit na tayo from yeah. being an entrepreneur yeah. and an F and B entrepreneur. And like for us also, like you know, you you miss one hundred percent of the shots you, you don't, don't take. Yeah. And that's why I'm just like, okay, let's try this. Let's try this. You know, you adapt. You change. A little bit of the concept mm-hmm. if it really doesn't work then shelf it you don't have to you know um, throw it the whole concept away shelf mm-hmm. it replace it with something else because it's not like you can use your you can't use your equipment for another concept got it, got that's it. what's nice about the F&B industry the, the problem is long is if you have a, an actual restaurant then you might have to spend on renovations right, and like replacing. Right. There's a bigger investment yeah. output. But like if you only have a stall, then it's so easy yeah, to really reconceptualize and redo your whole menu. So is it mm-hmm. is it correct to say that for people who want to get into the F&B space, they don't necessarily have to dive full restaurant mode right away? 
No, definitely not. Not especially now that food halls, uh, food parks, food, like all of the other, uh, what do you call it? Um, like cooperative um, concepts are very, I guess. Popular yeah, and in popular, demand. And then yeah. you have food deliveries. Yeah. Pa. And then for Chef, you have an online yeah. Yeah. store yeah, also. Online yeah, out of my condo. <laughs> so I run two concepts out of my condo. And then we have two concepts running out of one stall. Yeah. Got it, got right. it. So, Maximizing yes, exactly. everything. That's, that's, I mean, that's what's nice about F&B. Right? Like, it's, it's, it's hard to manage, but also, like, it's not as hard to expand, right? yeah. Like, out of one kitchen, especially with all of the cloud concepts coming up and all. Right, yeah. right, right. So, actually, you might not, you might not make it with your first but you can definitely re-explore a second exactly. a third yeah. a fourth yeah that's i mean the, the main issue there is of course your cash flow na lang, right. diba? but definitely right, right. like if you can keep things going then yeah it's practically endless right right i guess yun din yung benefit of having something out of online right if you're running yeah. a instagram or facebook store or a concept out of those online channels if you have a full-time job you might be able to do this agabe or like what chef yeah. does right over the yeah. weekend and then see if people buy your product mm -hmm. i i was talking to um a chef last night uh, i dropped by a mexican stall um so he was a chef at ascot um he got laid off last year Ooh. and he started selling tacos out of his condo and then now he has a an actual store that he uh. managed to save up from just by selling tacos online tacos online out of his house wow so, so yeah good. that's that's how insane it could get right, right i mean right. progress yeah he uh, yeah so his his store is in sm aura so it's definitely not a cheap yeah not cheap rent yeah cool that's so inspiring that's so cool um there's a pandemic going on, right? I'm sure your businesses got affected, whether positively or negatively. Yep. For you guys, what were some of the things that you had to do para talaga to make sure you can maximize the opportunities and probably scale given what's happening? Well, yeah. One was the we added a new concept, yeah. yeah Paris Paris. So yeah. from so we had the we have a Korean concept in Rockwell called Gochugam. And then we added another concept. Uh, Paris for online deliveries now. So that's I think that's one way also. And online that, deliveries. Yeah, and then yeah. that concept also is already in six locations now. Yeah. Which so, one? So Papi. Yeah, so we have in San Juan, we have in Fairview, we have in uh, Makati also. Oh, wow, so wow, parang wow. The concept is running in different kitchens. But all cloud. Yeah, that's so, all. Parang sharing with another yeah, restaurant. Yeah, yeah so parang so, that's one way to. So if you want to order, you don't necessarily have to order it from Rockwell. Mm -hmm. It's uh, wow. if you're closer to a certain area, then it's definitely gonna be that's cheaper. Clever. That's clever. Yeah, because like, imagine if you're gonna order Paris, which is it's not really a pricey item. Yeah, but yeah. it's like one hundred ninety-eight. Uh, one eight. One eighty. One eighty yeah. for for a rice meal, and if you're ordering from Quezon City from Rockwell, Rockwell then yeah. it's gonna yeah. be like 
maybe 300 right, pesos the delivery for delivery. Yeah, yeah, understood, understood. Because mm-hmm. that's such a clever idea. So that's it's the cloud kitchen and yeah. then you have the the online deliveries pa. Yeah, so it's kind of like a franchise model of sorts but a cloud concept. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, sige. Um, if there were like really important tips that you could give wannabe food entrepreneurs or very young in the journey food entrepreneurs or F&B entrepreneurs na kanila yung sila yung may concept ha uh, what would you give them? like what would be the three most important things that they should know? you start okay so for me um, aside from the concept I'm sure naman kasi you'll start with the concept eh, diba? yeah. you're having a concept yeah, something okay. that you really love diba? Ako kasi, I'm a, I'm a numbers guy. Okay. Aside okay. from the concept, like perfecting the taste, the flavor, whatever, I'm a numbers guy. Cost is, yeah, for me, number one. Number one. Number cost. one, cost. Because that will drive your cash flow, that will drive your, uh, you know, expenses, revenue for the month, for or what, like three months, six months, one year, diba? So, number one, you should know your cost, and you have to have your uh, budget set already. Uh, for like at least three months. Yeah, give a okay. runway of three Parang months. Runway, yeah, right. That's one tip. Yeah, I can give. Like um, keep keep your food costs below what thirty percent max. Yeah, yeah. Ah, ideally, okay, thirty percent. Okay, yeah. okay. Yes, for ideally. food cost, yeah, food, food cost, cost meaning anything that goes into making the food. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Naima, I'm sure the people online are not calculating the rent of their yeah. the rent of their mom's kitchen. Yeah, the, the wear and tear of all of their you know equipment. Free yeah. LPG yeah. for life. Depreciation. Depreciation. And Got it. Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah. lahat yon accounted for. Yeah. Thirty percent. Yeah, it should okay. be around thirty percent. Plus, of course, like it's gonna be hard for your customers to digest price adjustments, especially if you're, for example, you start. Um, actually with like an actual stall then you're gonna have to price adjust but then your customers aren't used to the pricing then you're definitely gonna have a hard time right like it it's not gonna be as easy for them to digest the fact that you're gonna price increase like 30 40 percent more Shock, so diba? i can imagine that i can yeah. name 100 food items na yeah oh more expensive yeah <laughs> understood okay so first was numbers so obviously yeah. concept given na yan, assuming masarap food mo mm-hmm. first is the numbers okay what's another one? Oh, like if they're actually gonna open a brick and mortar store the idea yeah. of how to go to to bring the food yeah so like for me now like it's people like a lot of older people don't necessarily take it into consideration they just look for cheaper rent but cheaper rent of course, equates to less foot foot traffic, and yeah. sometimes, like, are you really gonna sacrifice uh, paying a little bit more for a lot less foot traffic and not sell, you know, got anything it, at, it, the, it, at the it, end of it. the day? Mm-hmm. A lot of my friends end up closing up shop because they chose the wrong location, so like they end up selling more online. But then they barely sell anything out of the location. So, so para it was immaterial, yeah. pa. So why not just sell it out of their house? Because yeah. like it's pointless to have it in an actual. Oh, makes sense. Store. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's one another thing that I think should really be thought about. No? Like it's it's different. Like for us, we are local. Was a good example. People were saying that it was a bad location for for the place since um, Legaspi village at that time barely had 
any right right F&B it wasn't the, outlet. Yeah. it was mostly like offices yeah offices, offices. Yeah. and then yeah. it was dead by five or like 6 p.m mm-hmm. and then now there's like wildflower down the street from us there's nikkei also down right, the street from right. us everyone it's, started opening oh it's become a happening place uh, yeah that's, and there's a community na now got yeah it, that was built it. around that area na. Mm-hmm. okay okay Okay, you have two already. Uh, oh yeah, well also out of the same, uh, one more thing is run multiple concepts out of one location as yeah. as much as possible. Got it. So parang you have the numbers mm. and then deciding about whether it's a stall, it's a restaurant, and then the location. Yeah. yeah. Whether it's one concept, two concepts, or whatever you can to maximize yeah. out of that location. Okay. What's the last and not necessarily most important, but something that they also need to well, think about? Well, for me, yeah. Uh, um, well, we experience it. Well, we're experiencing it now. Um, you have to have people around you that you know you can trust, and that will be very beneficial for your concept or for your idea. Like, like super important na good partners. Like you can operate naman. Like kahit magisa kalang, wala naman problem there. But once you have people around you. That will yeah, it will be easier for you to expand in the long run if that's your target, That's your goal. Got it. So yeah. people. Yes. Yeah. It's it's like you know it's multi. You you can't multiply yourself. Right. Diba? So right. might as well have partners that can or think or can be you or think like you to help you grow your business. Right. So, in, so we're not looking for just people with money, right? That, we we yeah. we want more. Value, cause yeah, like so, uh, the F and B business is already complicated in itself, and if you bring in people with just money who don't necessarily understand the business, then it's not gonna end well. It's definitely not gonna end well. I agree. <laughs> got it. Got it. Okay, Ego Rafa, maybe one last uh, important thing to note. Uh. What was I gonna say before, Pat? Uh, <laughs> what's that? Well, pandemic proofing your business, I guess, is definitely one thing, but we've discussed uh, the other ways on how you can right, do that. Right. Right? The delivery and then the, ano, yeah, the, the maximizing del- yeah. the concept. Got it. Got um, it. Yeah, having enough runway also, price points, I think. Yeah, I think that's it for now. <laughs> Actually, I'm sure that yeah. the people listening to uh, this episode would have so much to think about, especially whether they're wannabe... Oh, oh yeah, sorry, na, since, na. yeah, Okay, go. Um, <laughs> don't just go for the trends. Okay, it's it's okay. very important for the you fans, not... Yeah, don't, don't, don't just get into the F&B business because of the fads, because of the trends, because... Mm-hmm. Um, Sure, you can make a lot of money out of that, no? Like, but um, set up a legitimate concept that can run on its own without riding on a trend, without riding a fad of sorts. So, like, take for example the the sushi bakes. You know, a lot of people made a decent amount of money. There was someone in Quezon City who was selling like hundreds of those out of their house daily at one point, which was like, I guess that was making more than our restaurants but like now i'm pretty sure no one's ordering anymore you know right, what i mean right, and if yeah. you've invested in a specific fad then you're basically done for Got by it. now 
So I guess you just have to be honest also. If your goal was to make quick buck and you go for a fad, then yeah. strategize around that. You can do it that. Naman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can definitely okay, do naman. that. But you, you also have to understand that like it's quick money, which yeah. would definitely equate to quick, also. Oh, yeah. quick, lifespan. Yeah, lifespan, so, exactly. Yeah. You know? sure. Got it, got it. So it's the numbers, the maximizing, not just about the location, but the concepts there. Yeah. Your partners, the people around you, both I guess your employees and the people that invest yep. aren't just there for the money. No? And yeah. then lastly, what Rafa shared about creating that something more long-lasting than just the trends. Yeah, you should definitely. Like, you should think outside of the box also, but you can't, you know, you can't discount the, uh, the legitimacy of running a very classical restaurant of sorts. But like... Mamu, right, you know, Chibo, right, right. all of them have very classical, clean mm-hmm. food, which... Stay, stable yeah, and staple yeah, talaga. Yeah, exactly. uh, understood, understood. Okay, those are those are really helpful and interesting things to share to our to our listeners. Um, maybe for for you guys, um, what would you... Well, for the entrepreneurs, uh, not just on the food business, but for entrepreneurs, maybe each of you can give a quick advice, like... For those that want to become an entrepreneur, not necessarily an F and B entrepreneur, like what would you say um, as an advice? Parang yung, what would you say to your younger self? Parang uh, don't be afraid to take risks. Don't be afraid to take risks. Kung monetary man yan, or like love life, love life. <laughs> or or time, like don't be afraid to take risks. As in, I'm sure like ninety nine point nine percent. Or maybe a hundred percent, you will succeed. Talaga, it'll take time, talaga, and a lot of sacrifices. But like, never be afraid to take. Risk. Yun yung yun yung problem ko before, because I was I was too afraid to let's say uh, shell out money mm-hmm. like that, or like spend a lot of time with in in one concept. But parang eventually, it took me to a direction na parang mas marami palang opportunities after mm-hmm. your your hardships, your hard work, like your labor and all. Right, right. This is like, yeah, that, that for me, like, cool. don't be afraid to take risks. Got it, got it. And you? I guess for me, it's also quite the same, no? Don't be afraid to take risks. Don't be afraid to fail. So, like, I guess that's how I ended up where I am now. Like, I started the events thing when I was 18. You know, I didn't, I never actually, quote-unquote, work for anyone ever outside of my OJT. I borrowed money from people, started my F&B, uh, my events thing, and it was purely because of my my fear of ending up working for someone. What <laughs> a motivation. Yeah, <laughs> you know? So, because to me, like, if, if I fail early on in life, that means I have more time to pick myself up, to restart yeah, over. That's true. Maybe pay off debt. You right, know right. I mean? That but is true, though, yeah. It's definitely gonna be a lot easier for me to fail earlier on in life. Because if, if I fail, if I try and fail in my late 40s, early 50s, then, you know, I'm, I mean, it's not bad to start then. It's just that, like, it would be a little bit harder or scarier to right, fail. Right, right. Yeah. Understood. These are great uh, tips and insights, guys. Really appreciate you guys making time. I'm sure our listeners are going to have a great time taking up uh, all of the stuff that we shared on the podcast today. So what we're going to do is let you guys invite people uh, 
to the restaurants that you guys own, try out the food. Uh, me- mention as many as you can remember at the top of your mind. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Uh, invite the people to your restaurants. Uh, for us, uh, please support Gochugang uh, and the Great Rockwell, Gochuran, Negamol, Papi Paris. Papi Paris. Uh, uh, Badabing. Uh, Badabing. Yeah. Mandaluyong. Yeah. Um, Car wash. <laughs> so, um, Champion Hot Pot, um, uh, Beso Beso in Chino Roses, um, your local in Legaspi Village in Makati. Um, wait, what else do we have? Dandan Asian Eatery online. <laughs> on Instagram. Yeah. On Instagram, yes. Uh, Miam Miam Chicken uh, on Instagram also. Mission Wings on Instagram also. What else do we have? Oh, um, Kampai and Poblacion. <laughs> what else? Uh, that's it. That's it. I think. I guess for the for the people <laughs> listening and watching, uh, if you are wondering what their restaurants are, just follow them on Instagram, um, and then just search Patrick Go and Rafa Rodrigo, and you should be able to see in their handles or in their stories yeah. the restaurants that they're sharing. They're probably black scoop involved. green. Hello. Oh, black scoop. <laughs> no, black scoop. Okay. Um, all right, guys. Thank you so much for staying with us, tuning in, watching, and listening to today's podcast. Um, Really, really hope you guys would give us a subscribe and follow back to square one. We invite you to follow us on all of the platforms that you get your podcast, Spotify, Apple, Google, or wherever. You can also check our videos on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So again, guys, we're coming up with our next episode for back to square one. This is the podcast where we talk about business tips, practical insights to make your business grow sustainably and faster, get to the revenue numbers that you want. So see you guys the next episode.